was thunderous. Make you want to my... just creak up from your <laughs> resting place. It did. That's how I rise out of bed every morning now, slowly, and assume that assume that stance. Well, I'd like to take a minute to welcome everyone to episode one fifteen of Tell Me Where to Turn, the official faith based podcast of the Dallas North Tollway. I am Tommy Two underscore Zero on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Glenn Three underscore Eleven. On Twitter, and uh, I'm eating. I'm enjoying some pork chops here in the first part of the podcast. So just bear with me. It wouldn't be the our podcast if Glenn wasn't eating while trying to record. That's, um, that's fair. You can find me on Twitter at Point Break underscore Dave. I must say, Glenn is looking very HD right now. Did you finally upgrade your internet off the hijack Wi-Fi from the neighbor's house or whatever you were doing? Yeah, I'm actually I'm on like an ATT uh, Wi-Fi within my house as opposed to I was just hijacking Horny Dad 69 next door. I will agree. I will agree with Dave. This is the most HD you've ever looked since we've been doing the remote recording thing. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I'd like to let uh, our listeners in on a little something. If you tuned in this Friday morning to listen to our show and you were thinking, boy, I'd really like to listen to a podcast not about wrestling. Oh, boy. Yeah, have we got some bad news for you because we are on the road to WrestleMania this Sunday, so we are going to break our new rule that we held for almost three episodes, and we're going to talk about wrestling tonight. But I feel like like WrestleMania brings about the mainstream consciousness of wrestling, at least for a few weeks. I've even had people at work ask me just... Hey, is isn't there something going on in wrestling this weekend? I've seen a few things on TV, so I mean, I mean, I think that there's like a uh, there's kind of like a little gray area pass you get during WrestleMania week. Is WrestleMania Sunday the Eastern Christmas of the church crowd? People you never see are suddenly interested. <laughs> like suddenly, the- Sunoco Danny is walking down the aisle <laughs> wearing the Drew McIntyre. <laughs> He's asking for money, but he's not taking up the offering. He's just asking for money. I believe we call uh, those people CEOs. They're Christmas and Easter only. Ah, yes. Yes, yes. But, but yeah, I think uh, WrestleMania weekend would probably bring out the uh, the same individual that only watched the finale of Breaking Bad. <laughs> and then talks about it at the office like they, they understand the whole show. Yeah, or during the show, they're like, I don't know, this just isn't really good. I think they could have written this differently. (laughs) Well, speaking of church, uh, I've got some big news for you guys. All right. Yes. Turn my back. Senior pastor position. (laughs) Turn my back on the church, finally, after all these years. No, uh, I've joined a softball team, gentlemen. A church league? Yes, at a church I'm not even officially going to, but... I was there oh, a couple rec- weeks they ago. They recruited you. I want. I want. I wanted. To, uh, the reason I even bring this up is I wanted to ask you guys how you'd play this. So I clearly you tell them you are a middle infielder that bats third or fourth. So like, yeah, I kind of kind of look at myself as like a, you know, poor man's Mike Trout, but you know, oh I'm toolsy. <laughs> 
they uh, I walked into this church. I'm I kid you not. We walk into the church and like right as soon as you walk in, just a huge sign in the lobby that's like, sign up for our softball team. <laughs> and the music was playing and there was like a little light shining down on it. And <laughs> I walked right over to the table and signed up. So here's where it gets here's where it gets a little dicey. I get an email from, I guess, the executive pastor, because I only deal with executives now. I don't deal with regular pastors, only executive <laughs> pastors, because I myself am an executive. And he said, um, you know, hey, thanks for signing up. We're, we're going to field two teams, one in the competitive league and one in the rec league, and we just wanted uh, for you to give us a little bit of information about your softball background. And you said, so... There was this guy that played third base for us <laughs> until one week he didn't play third base anymore because the the cop shot him in the head. That's my those are my references. <laughs> Did you hack my email? This is unbelievable. <laughs> but no, like, I mean, yeah, you can call this guy. Oh no, wait, no, you can't. <laughs> so I was trying to think how to play it because I I, I clearly want to be on the competitive team because I don't I've. We've all been down the uh, rec league team, and that's that's just brutal. But I also Especially, don't want I also don't want to misrepresent my skill set because because I'm a I'm a solid role player on a softball team. I'm not going to go out there start in the middle infield. I'm not going to hit balls over the fence, but I'm going to minimize the mistakes. I'm going to get on base. I'm going to make good decisions. I'm going to be focused on practice. Billy Bean and some skinny jeans. Right there. That's right. So the question is, how do I represent that in a way that I don't get put on the bad team, but also don't oversell myself that they're just exceptionally well, disappointed during the first game? No, I think you can indicate, you know, how long you've been playing. You know, first off, it's not like you're a beginner or anything, but I, I think you want to approach it that you will be taking it more competitively and more seriously than you know the the rec league team is usually just like ah whatever hey you just barely dribbled one down to first we're all having fun here and the competitive team is like what it what the pull you aside like what the f is your problem you know um i think you're there you're there to win that's how what gets you on the competitive team right so i i took a similar tack to what you explained so i responded to the email and i said said, you know, I'm new to the area, but I've been playing on the same team for about 10 years, and we played in a, you know, very competitive league in Richardson, Texas. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's uh, <laughs> it's kind of like the uh, mesquite of the Dallas area. And, and they were like, I messed that on. Up. Were you were you on the east side of 75 or the west side? <laughs> no, clearly we played on the east side, but we all lived on the west side. I mean... Yeah, but the east side's a good place to play. Right. Yeah. You just don't want to stay there any longer than as soon as the game's over, you want to get back west of Central immediately. Yeah, you, you told them it was the Dominican Republic of the Metroplex. <laughs> so then but then I but then I went on to say, I said, you know, but for this team I usually played, you know, second base, first base. I said I'm 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 serviceable in the field, but I don't have a big arm and and um and I said, you know, I hit you know, I hit in the kind of lower third of the order, but you know, did well and got on base, never hear back from the guy. So I'm thinking, hopefully that got me on the good team. Well, then don't hear anything for a week, another week. And then now I'm on the 12 person group team email. That's like, Hey, our first game's Thursday. Our first game is actually tomorrow. 
So nice. hadn't heard. So so now I'm trying to figure out because I, I just have random guys' names. I don't know if I'm on the the competitive team or the rec team. And they actually didn't send us a link. He just told us like where where and what time the game was. It wasn't like a link to the site so I could see like if the league was called you know you know D League or E League or whatever. But you so, have the names, everyone in the email, right? No. Like you can't see like the everyone the email went to. Oh yeah, I can see their name, sure, but I don't know anybody. Yeah, well, Facebook that, and when it's the sixty-five-year-old guy and the American flag button down, you're like, oh no. <laughs> well, That's here's a good point. Here's here's what I uh, here's what where I think I might have got put on the rec league team. So this email that went out today, it said. Hey, please reply and let me know if you can make the game tomorrow. So, of course, I do the decent human thing, and I reply just to him and say, yeah, I'll be there. See you at the game. Well, the next couple of people decided to reply all. Well, the first reply all that comes in says, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. So what am I supposed to bring? Do I wear shorts, question mark? Oh, no. Yeah, you're hosed. And then the next guy wrote back something similar, but it was along the lines of, so you said to wear a jersey. What if you don't have one? Is a t-shirt okay? Question mark. So you're so either I'm on, on the, the worst team. team. You're on the rec league team or you're on the competitive team and you're about to lose 22 to 1 every week. You got <laughs> one this, or the other. Or maybe I'm on a team with a really bunch of guys that have bits. Is the guy that's making the teams he's putting the names in one bucket or the other maybe he's just really bad at his job (laughs) and he put a bunch of people that should be on the rec team on the competitive team and it's going to be you and five guys that are good and six others that are terrible that you're going to hate for the whole year yeah he's building mediocrity in both leagues as opposed to floor and ceiling building a dynasty yeah, socialism so, doesn't work. So we're going to be betting on a lot of things tonight, but let's start the betting here. When I show up to this game tomorrow night at 6 p.m., will one of my other 10 or 11 teammates be in jeans? <laughs> <laughs> the over-under is set at .5, so do you take the over or the under? <laughs> Man, that's a good one. Uh, it's supposed to be coolish tomorrow night, so it's definitely not just clear. Everybody will be in shorts weather. It's gonna, should be in the like middle fifties. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna go zero. I think sweatpants would be more likely than a pair of now, jeans. Now sweatpants are acceptable attire in softball. In fact, some of the best hitters in the league wear sweatpants because they don't make baseball pants that big. <laughs> See, there you go. Yeah, that's a good point. So let's ask this, Tommy. Um, Glenn and I both formerly played on the team you played on in Richardson. And there's definitely competitive, good players on that team. Would you kind of secretly enjoy being on a team where you're far and away the best? <laughs> I, th- I thought about that, actually. And there's a part of it would be fun, but then it's also it's also kind of goes back to that that thing that Glenn described earlier, which is, if if people are hitting dribblers down the line and then we're getting a lot of like, hey, good job, good effort, that's my brain's not wired that way. So, yeah, it'd be great for me to, you know, smash a line drive that nobody can touch and, you know, circle the bases and feel like I'm a giant sandwich for one day. And then <laughs> but, yeah, I think I, I think if it's as bad as I'm afraid it's going to be, I think I'll be emailing the guy uh, Friday morning being like, look, you got to get me on that other team, brother. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> 
I don't think I can handle that either. I, I don't have. I don't have time for that. I don't have enough years left. Yeah, you don't have enough ACLs left away. for for that no, kind of nonsense. No, that's very uh, that's very true. But was, yeah, you're speaking of uh, speaking of ACLs, I had a question about your ACL injury. Oh yeah, by it's, all means, it's go ahead. Slightly personal in nature, and in no way related to anything that's in the news right now. I just thought I had, but the night that it happened, later that night, were you? Um, <laughs> Seeking intimacy with your wife? I was not. Was, was that even was, on your mind in any way, shape, or form that night? Not in... No. Not in a not in a hundred years. I was seeking ice and elevation and a time machine to go back and not play basketball that night. <laughs> not sign up for all, the league? All that I was seeking. That's great. Oh, so no, I don't, and I don't think that, uh, it's a very odd part, detail to that story. The Porzingis accusation was that all occurred the night after he ripped up his knee. Cause there's a little bit of, uh, you know, personal depression in that, but maybe that's how he handled it. He was a little depressed about it. He's like, I got to take this out on something. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if, if you were physically able, I suppose, but and it's a different culture. He's from, he's not from America, guys. They do things different over there. I'm just gonna back We're away from the there. Moment. I can't remember where he's from. Non-America. <laughs> well, it's like they say on Rigged and Ridiculous. There's really only four kinds of people in this world, anyways. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, there's one guy that says that. The other guy interrupts him and's like, "Hey." Uh, how about the Rangers relievers this year? That's right. He's like, he would be like, you know what? There's only four kinds of people in this world. And then right before the next breath, yeah, it'd be like, so, hey, you think Dirk's really going to hang it up after this season? Uh, hey, quick question for Tommy. Do we need to, oh, we are recording. We're good. Never mind. What? I, I didn't see the recording label. I thought maybe we hadn't started. Wait, that would yeah, be, a, just, that would be 15 minutes of, 23-year-old piece of gold that never comes back. Yeah, maybe stop uh, thinking out loud there, you know. Hey. Didn't you Didn't you have something you, you said you wanted yeah. to call him for the ball we, early here? We need to, uh, and this may, uh, we may come back to this idea of a segment in the future, but we're going to call this Tell Me Where to Turn Court. And I have two cases I'm going to present, and I need you guys to rule on them. And one of them's not the Porzingis case, and we'll be clear on that. No. Both of them involve me, and both of them, the ruling is going to be, because there's a, a moment where a decision has to be made, and I will tell you after the ruling what decision I made, and you guys tell me if I'm an a-hole or not. It's just like the fight-or-flight reaction here. Yes. All right, so first one, uh, last week I was down down Austin Way. And as you guys know, I like to enjoy a nice nice meal at Chewy's every once in a while. Okay. Every time you visit and every day you visit. Exactly. So, and we may have some listeners that have frequented a Chewy's in Austin right off 35 that 
parking space is pretty small. Like it's Austin, they assume everyone's in a a smart car. But the reality is still a lot of big trucks. Few dualies still tooling around Austin. True. So I've circled the parking lot at Chewy's. I'm now on the third go around. There are zero parking spots. And then I notice a, you know, whatever Ford F-250, F-350 pulling out who is, because of the size of the truck, is the parking spot he's leaving is straddling the line. Like the line was dead down the middle of his car. The risk you run is you go and have, that's the spot. Like I'm going to essentially park straddling two spots. And the cars on either side, because the parking lots or the spaces are small, like that's the only place you can go. But if those cars leave <laughs> while I'm inside the restaurant, then they yeah. just, the chant, the a hole chant just starts. <laughs> yes. And I mean, like I said, I think people, especially to an unmanned car, are probably a little free and easy to uh, give a little ad- kick. Administer justice, yeah, if you well, will. Yeah, especially especially the kind of vehicle you drive that puts you squarely in the 1%. I was going to say, I don't know if there is a type of vehicle that gets you a pass there, but it, mine certainly <laughs> isn't one of them. So... But- you have no other choice, though. Like, there's no not, other an, there's no adjacent parking lot. You can just walk across a little road or anything like that. You have no. The, there's a restaurant next next door that has the "we'll tow you." Yeah. <laughs> if we see you eat queso, we'll tow you. <laughs> so what do you do? Oh, you you take the straddle all day. I I did this rec- I had the same situation recently and didn't didn't think twice. Just put the straddle on and keep going. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think in this situation, you don't have an alternative. Because normally I would say, well, there's probably a place next door or something just, you know, a few minutes, a couple minutes walk away that's like a big lot you could park in and not get towed. And you just do that. No, the only caveat would be if you were, for whatever reason, planning on shutting the place down to where you knew by the time you came out it would be half full, then I think you got to be a little more careful. But if it's... If it's during the start of the dinner rush, <laughs> I think you take the spot, you go in, don't think, you don't think twice. Well, that's what I did. I'm by myself. I'm eating at the bar. I should be in and out, right? No problems. So I take the parking spot. I have a fairly quick meal. And as I'm walking out, both the cars that were parked next to me are gone. <laughs> And then there was people, new cars that had parked within the lines and me just straddling two spaces. Really, just rubbing rubbing that affluence in everyone's face. But nothing nothing marked up or anything like that. You didn't have to get in the car and then as people were yelling at you and spitting at you, get up your gun and kind of wave (laughs) it in the air. No, best uh, looked around the car. Actually, what was funny is did the walk around like when you rent a car and you walk around to make sure there's no damage. I did the walk around and all good. No, well, I, think I, you, I, I think I think you did I the think, right thing in that case. I think you're guilty of a crime, but this is kind of falls under 
It's kind of a self-defense thing. You you had to castle doctor in that parking <laughs> space. You had no other choice. Yeah. I like it. All right. So I get a pass there. This one, well, we'll, we'll figure out the decision I made. So this was on Saturday morning, right? So I uh, I go to the gym. I have my two kiddos with me. So they're in the little play area of the gym. And then after that, we're going to go to their soccer games. I don't think, are either of you, either of you Starbucks guy? No, I'm not coffee guy. So I'm definitely not complex coffee guy. <laughs> no, I got a, uh, I got a $10 Starbucks gift card from our realtor when uh, we moved. And it still has $10 left on the gift card. That's what the realtor sprung for after his big commission. Oh, no. He also gave us a pizza cutter with his logo on it. Wow. So I have a pizza Man. cutter and a Starbucks card, and I've used the pizza cutter way more. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm not either. I, I drink coffee maybe six times a year. I'm not coffee guy at all. But Starbucks has, they're called vanilla milk steamers for kids, and they're essentially like vanilla hot chocolate which is a oxymoron but you know so what i mean do you have to be in a bmw to get a vanilla milk steamer like well, <laughs> if like if you show up in like a ford or a chevy they're like no i'm sorry it kind of sounds like something you'd find on urban dictionary too <laughs> so i think you want to be real careful yeah, where you say, order that we should yeah <laughs> preface all this uh, by if that means something else we mean no offense clear obviously faith-based podcast that's right we're trying to keep our uh Keep our faith-based credentials intact for this one. So my two little girls love them. So I'm like, all right, you know what? We'll swing in here. It's right by the gym. We'll get this. In the drive-thru line, I should mention, because this is an important part of the story, pouring rain, just absolutely pouring rain. I hear a knock on the window. The lady in the car behind me, apparently I was in my, my wife's SUV, and there was a jar on the back bumper that had somehow survived the drive from the house to the gym and now the gym to Starbucks. Oh, wow. So she gets out of her car in the pouring rain, grabs it, walks up to the window, knocks on it. And it's like, hey, I saw this on your back bumper, you know, whatever. Didn't want you to lose it. Here's the sad part. This jar was filled with sand. Because my little girl was playing in the yard and just scooped a jar full of sand with a cap on it and put it in the back bumper. So this lady didn't save me anything. Like, it would have been better if this jar had fallen off on the road. Did you just dump the sand out right in front of her face? <laughs> no. <laughs> but she goes back and gets in her car, and now I'm like... Oh, now you think <laughs> you have to pay it forward? Exactly. Oh. That's the dilemma. So it's not I your fault that she got out of her car. I take a look. It's just her. She's by herself. It's Saturday, right? So you don't, you're fading the I'm buying coffee for the whole office bit. So I go up to the window and I'm like, hey, uh, here's for my two vanilla milk steamers. And also, I want to get the car behind me. <laughs> Unless it costs more than $5, in which case, <laughs> hand her this jar of sand. And the lady goes, oh, that's nice of you. And she takes my card and then she clicks around on the computer and then she's like, um, the car behind you's order is 
$28. No, F that. No way. I would ba- wow. I would back off that so quick. There's no chance. $28. Yeah. I mean, you could still just kind of be like, well, just put this five towards it. <laughs> now it's only $23. I mean, if you ordered 28 bucks at a drive-thru and you, pu- and you pulled up to the window and they said, oh, it'd only be 23 the person in front of you paid five of it, I don't think you're going to be like, Psh, they didn't pay for the whole thing. <laughs> well, in that car he drives, I'm sure she would say that. Be like, well, he could af- clearly afford it. Well, I was in my wife's car. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's, it's a 1988 Suburban. <laughs> with, with the sand on the back. First, who's getting $28 worth of anything no, I think Starbucks? first you should have asked how much her tab was before you boldly said, I'll pay first. Because you, now you've put yourself in a position where you're going to look soft. You're going to look yeah. weak. And you can't so look weak. So you can weak. do that? Just every drive through Like, hey, just out of curiosity, what's the, <laughs> what's the person behind me paying? So, but to answer your other question, I think the person who has a $28 order at Starbucks is the same person who would get out and alert someone at a jar of sand. Like I see that and I'd be like, Hey, look, some on that guy's bumper. <laughs> and then I look back at my phone and that's the end of the story. You're right. There's a lot of overlap there. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I, I think I would have, I would have not done this, but I also, I think if I had a said, I'm going to pay for it, I'd probably follow through, but I wouldn't have started there. I would have said, what did they order or something, you know, to gauge it before I committed one way or the other. And if she said, Oh, she ordered, you know, six, <laughs> six coffees for 28 bucks. I'd be like, Oh, good, well, good for her. I hope she really enjoys it and <laughs> floored it. I get the water. I felt in the moment I was, I was pot committed. I, I didn't think I could back out. So you, you took care of it. I took care of and it. And then you didn't tip so the when- barista. I never tipped the barista at the drive-thru. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So which one of these happened first, the parking or the Starbucks? Uh, par- or parking happened first. Okay. So maybe this was just like karma's way to pay you back for taking the parking spots. You ended up having to pay significantly <laughs> more. You basically paid about 25 bucks for that parking spot is what here's you did. The, here's the other thing. And... This is just in my own head. I'm not saying this happened, but as someone who in high school worked in retail establishments, in the back of my mind, I'm like, did the lady behind me order one coffee and then counter girl just bought three coffees for her and her buddies? I don't, uh, I don't think you can assign the ability to process all that data quick enough for that to happen. You saying that people at Starbucks aren't smart. I said that they couldn't process the data that fast. Anything else that you point out there? Do <laughs> you know somebody Unless paid they... somebody paid for me recently at McDonald's though, and really? I felt really guilty about it afterwards. You don't know why they just just random. Well, I know why. I know why, but it was a strange. It was a strange thing. You know they have those double lines, and I hate that because like if you, they have it at Chick Fil A, they always tell you like, hey, follow the you know, maroon Ford Explorer or whatever. Well, at McDonald's, it's just, it's just Lord of the flies. So it's me. And then this other like 1987 Silverado with like a lawnmower hanging out of the back. And he, he kind of lurches forward right, right as I do. And then I just, just stopped and I just kind of gave him the old, like, Hey, you go ahead. But like, it wasn't, 
it was just more because he had made such an aggressive move out of the hole, you know? And then I think I muttered something under my breath about like, yeah, I don't want to stand in the way of you and your high calorie breakfast or some, you know, it's just some real jerk thing. And wow, probably something about, you know, how, goodness. how, was you know, a, uh, I was on, was I, a- I, I was on my way to make more in one hour than he was going to make the entire day. And it was, it was, it was wow. not my finest moment. Right. Goodness. Yeah. And all I was getting at this, at this time was, was a cup of coffee because I, uh, I had hastily departed without it. And I grew up to the window and she's like, Hey, a guy in front of you just told me he wanted to pay for yours too. And I just felt so guilty the rest of the day because I had said all these just horrible things about this guy under my breath. And then he was like, being, he thought I was being nice to let him in line. So he picked up yeah. my breakfast. Was it a, uh, was it a single cab? Yes. 87 Silverado? Yes. Man, I kind of like those. I'm thinking about getting <laughs> one at some point just for fun. That's a good look, man. That was a, the, like 87 to 89 was a good year for oh, the Silverado. Oh, yeah. Like no, that I, real boxed I, off I drove look. one of those. Yeah. Uh, my grandparents owned one. They were supposed to give it to me when I turned 16, and then I turned 16. They're like, uh, <laughs> so about that truck that you really liked, that's not going to happen. And I could have been, I could have been the Tim Riggins of my high school. Instead, I drove a Ford Probe, and I was just me. <laughs> That's it. Um, so I was gonna tease ahead just real quick. This doesn't come with a a story. It may come with stories after the fact. I just have to determine how well or how horribly it goes. How much I want to share later on the podcast. So you're leaving yourself an out here. Glenn goes camping this weekend. Ooh. You chose WrestleMania weekend for this. I didn't choose it. Glenn goes camping this weekend with son as part of Cub Scouts. But I will be back well before WrestleMania starts. And this is this is legit, like in a tent camping. This isn't going staying in some cabin or anything like that. No, this is tent. Tent setup is involved. One night? Two nights. Oh, dude. So Friday to Sunday. Yeah, so you're, you're going to be you, so beaten by the time this is over. I have certainly been checking the weather forecast, and there's a definite chance of some rain and storms on Saturday sometime. Well, I believe, yeah, I believe Saturday is a uh, almost a assured severe thunderstorm day. Yeah, so I have uh, I have all the uh, the prayer cards. I have the blanket facing east. <laughs> we are praying to everything that. Maybe we can just get this, maybe get the game called about the bottom of the fifth. Maybe about Saturday afternoon or evening. Be like, yeah, let's just call this thing off. Pack it in. But I don't, you know. So you're, you're, you're going to be camping during NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. That's what you're telling me. Yeah, but. You're not going to be able to watch well. Gargano Cole live. <laughs> this is terrible. Well, I doubt there's going to be Wi-Fi, but, you know, there'll probably be some kind of LTE <laughs> connection. I'll see if I can stream it. I'll have to watch it after the fact, but I'm not going to be able to watch it live. I'd but, say you abandon the group and just sit in your tent and watch it. They just hear, <laughs> Adam Cole, baby! <laughs> so, we'll see how this goes, and I'm, I'm kind of anxious to see how my, uh, how my son enjoys it, you know, whether it's at the... You know, at one extreme or the other, you know, there's part of me that if he, he's really not enjoying it and maybe even sort of begging, he wants to go home just to make him stay, just so he'll never want to do it again. 
it'll definitely <laughs> it'll definitely be as he's just like begging get me out of here that I just grab him by the shirt and give him the this is what you wanted <laughs> you did this to yourself thought you were going to give him the Lincoln Hawk nothing meets you halfway <laughs> speech <laughs> That's maybe that's second on the uh, <laughs> on the list, but we'll we'll see, man. That's it's one of my least favorite things on this earth, and uh, yeah, there's there's no out unless weather interferes and suplexes the plans for the weekend. Uh, yeah, we got a fun thirty six hours ahead of me. All right, well now is going to be the part of the show where we talk about wrestling. So if that's not your thing, just go ahead and skip to the end so we get credit for the full episode played for our sponsors. (laughs) But uh, here's what I thought we'd do, gentlemen. So I don't know if you're aware of this. I think I made you aware by text, but there actually is a DraftKings WrestleMania prediction contest. Are you guys aware of this? Have you seen this? I'm so excited about this. Okay. So... It's it's a little bit different. It's not match prediction necessarily, but it's it's events surrounding WrestleMania predictions. So what I thought we would do here is we'd work our way through this and then we go match by match. And I've got you see I've got my pen and paper here. I'm going to keep notes and then when this is all said and done, what's the payoff for the loser, Glenn? Um the loser has to much like we did with loose change the lo- the loser has to watch and review and report on a future episode the uh i believe it's called it's the flat earth documentary that's on netflix and i don't have the title in front of me but it's something like beyond the curve or something like that amazing so before we get into wrestlemania stuff do we need to talk about the hall of fame and how they let brutus <laughs> The effing barber beefcake in the Hall of Fame. They're clearly just doing bits at this point. Like, that's... Other than him ending Mr. Perfect's streak, which to this day is like the biggest tragedy in wrestling, it's like that's number one and Owen Hart is number two. (laughs) Like, other than that, he did nothing. All right, sorry. Just had to... Had to get that out. No, okay, I, I agree. I couldn't believe when I saw that. I thought that was a joke because it was tweeted on April 1st. I was like, there's no way. Yeah, there's no way they're letting Brutai in there. Well, him and Hogan have apparently buried the hatchet, so I'm sure that has something to do with it. Because he'll probably get probably. inducted by Hogan, I'm sure. Yeah. All right, so this is going to be the, it looks like, 11 questions about WrestleMania. We're going to log our answers, and then we're going to go into the card itself. All right. So the first question is, and I think what we'll do is we'll have uh, Glenn answer first, and then okay. the next one, Dave, will go first, and me, so we don't. So the first question is, so Glenn, you're going to be the first answer. What will be the opening match of WrestleMania 35? Now, you, this is multiple choice. So you can choose uh, the Intercontinental Championship match, which is Demon versus Lashley. This is opening match of real show. Of not real show, off. not yeah, pre-show, because we know the Battle Royals on the pre-show. The Women Tag Team Championship match, the Boss and Hug Connection against the Fat and Fatter Connection. <laughs> WWE Championship, Brian versus Kofi, 
or the SmackDown Tag Team Championship Fatal 4-Way, which I believe is like The Bar and Aleister Black and Ricochet and Usos. Or the last choice is Other, so any other match on the card. Hold on, let me... I have the list in front of me here, so I just give the very quick answer... I am going to go with, I think it's going to be a singles match. I don't think it's going to be, I don't think they're going to go with like 18 different intros <laughs> for the first match. So I'm kind of stuck between two, but I'm going to go with other. And do I have to specify? Nope. Other, uh, for the purposes of these questions, other is a valid response. Dave? I'm going other. I'm, I'm going fatal four-way tag match. Think you get the exact opposite. The exact of what I opposite. Said. I think you get the Usos and Ricochet in there. That's a hot start. And uh, I'm actually going to go controversial here, and I think it's going to be Daniel Bryan, Kofi, right out of the shoot. Just start it red hot and see where it goes from there. So, do you think it's the it's Big E and the, the New Day intro is what kicks the whole thing off? I think it could. Oh, and by the way, we'll talk about this more in the match. But I think the I think the New Day is going to turn on Kofi during this match. Okay. I think you're going to have evil, evil New Day, but we'll get to that in a minute. I have Question a lot two. of thoughts on that. Question two. How many times will a ringside announce table be broken? Zero, one, two, or three or more? Dave, you're first on this one. Remember, we got Shane in a match, so... I was going to say, you got Shane, and then you also have the, the no-holds-barred yeah. match. Yeah. And... Ah... Uh, I'll say two. Glenn? Or actually, three I'm or saying more. zero. I'm going counterintuitive here, so I'm saying zero. Uh, I got three or more. Three or more. Okay. The next question. This is a yes or no. Will yes. Stephanie McMahon <laughs> be part of well, Triple H's entrance? Will Stephanie be part of Triple H's entrance? I say yes. I'm on board with yes. I say yes. All right. So no, no blood, as they say. Glenn, this is you to answer first. How many times will Brock Lesnar suplex Seth Rollins? Zero to two, three to five, six to nine, or ten or more times? (laughs) Uh, I'll go three to five. Dave? Oh, dude, ten or more. Yeah, I'm down for ten plus on this one. I think it's going to be a suplex city bitch. All right, will Becky or Charlotte enter the ring first for the women's triple threat? Dave, this is your chance to go first. Um, so is, is it a combo? You're either choosing they, Becky or Charlotte. Which okay, one of them enters before the other? Two. Okay, yeah. uh, Charlotte. Interesting. So the champion's going to come out first. Interesting. I'm going to say Becky. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Becky because they're going to save Rhonda for last. And I Clearly. think it'd be weird to have Becky in the middle. Okay. This is mine to answer hey, first. I'm going to text Bex. See. Well, you guys her. know what that, wait a minute. Well, that's another show. Um, and as I always picture that Charlotte's always in the middle too. So <laughs> like just with a match, you know what I mean? I know totally what you mean. Will yeah. Ronda Rousey retain the women's championship? Yes or no? I say no. 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 All right, so we're nose across the board there. Question seven. This is a Glenn first. 
The Kofi Daniel match will be determined by pin, submission, DQ, or countout. And that doesn't uh, mean that doesn't mean there's not interference. It just means what the decision is. So yeah, New Day could turn on Kofi and still it could still be a uh, pin or submission. I think it's gonna be a pin. Dave. I'll go pin. Yeah, I'm going to go pin too. Dave, will Brock Lesnar retain the title? Man, I want him to so bad, <laughs> but I don't think he will. I'm going yes on this one. I I think I think it's better if he does, but I think they're going to get the title off of him. So, so I do not think that. he retains. All right, so this is kind of a this is one that's going to be a little trickier to answer. I'm going first. Over under of two and a half, the number of matches during the entire card that will be determined by a submission. I said under two and a half. Um, let's see. One. Yeah, I think. I'm thinking it's going to be like two max, so I'm going under two and a half. And I think, I think, yeah, I think you got Joe and, and I think I've got Rhonda losing, so I don't think she's going to yeah. submit. Maybe I can't imagine Angle. they'd have her tap. Huh? That, I said maybe Angle wins with the ankle, ankle lock, lock but yeah. that's still only two. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll under. say under. We're all, all under. Okay, just a couple of questions left. This one starts with Glenn. How many championships will change hands? Zero, one to two, three to four, or five plus? Okay. Um, let's see. One, two, three. And remember, if Becky were to win, that would count as two titles changing hands in one match. Oh, wow. So an answer, five plus is an answer? It is an answer. I'm I'm going to go 5 plus. Dave Yeah, I, I think I'm going 5 plus too. So, I'm going counter of you guys and I'm saying 1 to 2 because I think the status quo is going to stay a lot more in play until the last match and I think the only change is going to come in the main event. All right. That's a good tease ahead. <laughs> All right, so this one, this one you're going to have to think about, and this is just the question here is, what order do you think these matches will happen on the card? So it's the WWE Championship, Kofi match, the uh, Universal Brock match, the Women's uh, Championship match, and then the Intercontinental match. So, um, and I believe it's my turn to go first. So what I said is I said the WWE championship happens first, the, uh, intercontinental championship happens second, then the universal and then the women's obviously we know is the main event. Yeah. I mean, I think we're all going to be similar here. It's just a matter of the first two. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, that's if you think, yeah, if you think they're going to start with the, with the Daniel Bryan match, I mean, I think that's the, if you think that's going to happen, then yeah. Um, I don't know if they're going to start the whole thing with the Daniel Bryan match, but I feel like that Intercontinental is a good one to just kind of squeeze in about 30, 40% of the way through. Mm -hmm. 
So I, I, I'll go the WWE, then Intercontinental, then Universal, then the women's. That's the same as mine. Yeah, that's that's how I feel, All right, too. right, we're going to be fully because docked. Because I, I don't think there's any way this thing, you know, they run the WWE theme, welcome to WrestleMania, blah, 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 and then all of a sudden Seth Rollins' music kicks in. I think it could happen, man. I, they like to oh, start those things out hot, I'm telling you. Yeah. All right. I don't think that's going to happen, though. So all that, right. That closes us off here. So now we're into full-time match prediction, and since we are uh, – about 15 minutes less. We don't have to talk about these in great detail unless you have a, uh, an opinion. So the, uh, the first match we're going to predict is going to be in the kickoff show, and it's the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. This one's going to be tricky. There are a ton of entrants. You've got Braun Strowman. You've got the two guys from Saturday Night Live, <laughs> Michael so, Chi and Colin Jost, and then you've got every B, C, and D list guy available right, right down to Rhino, Victor, and Connor. You've got so I think this, heavy machinery, EC3. This is a mess. This so will probably just, start the kickoff show. Yeah. And I think the favorites to win this have to be Seth Rollins or Samoa Joe. I know what you're doing here, and I'm not going to jump <laughs> off sides for the C and D list players. Well, for one of those, I agree with you, but not the one you'd expect. <laughs> no, so but seriously, I think... I think uh, um, Andrade wins this. Okay, that's a that's no that's that's a that's a legit pick. I I um I don't know that I agree with you, but I like that. I would be very happy if that happened. Do you think that, a, that something screwy is going to happen with Braun and he's going to get tossed by the Saturday Night Live guys? Yeah, or he's going to be focused on them and it's going to lead to somebody else. Well, who do you who do you have Braun? Like why? Like well, no, know. he won the greatest Royal Rumble. He doesn't need to win this. Yeah. It would be better if, if, you know, half the guys in there had to gang up on him to, to throw him out than for him to just dominate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Hardy Boys are in I this thing. Went, I looked through, you know, the whole roster, and I actually went back and forth between two names. Andrade was the other one, but I settled on Mustafa Ali. Very That would be my second pick, pick, too. So just, just to uh, – because I, I want to win this thing. I'm going to go Braun and just – play the odds that, that the uh, Monster Among Men wins just in dominant fashion. Throws yeah, everybody out. Double power slams the Saturday Night Live guys <laughs> the whole nine yards. We don't right. know the order of the matches, so I'm just going by this list, and I think they kind of have them in order of probably their priority. The next thing they had would have been the Cruiserweight Championship match, probably also going to be a kickoff show match. You've got Buddy Murphy, the champ, versus Tony Nese. I don't know a lot about this division, but I know that I'm taking the champ, Buddy Murphy, because um, I don't think there's any reason for him to lose here. So the only thing I know, I know who Buddy Murphy is, and I've seen him at a couple of pay-per-views. Before. I saw him at the one in Houston that I went to, <laughs> but... I do recall that when he won the title, it was when he, uh, it was the one that was in Australia and that's Mm -hmm. where he's from. Yeah. And the only thing I've read about Tony Nese is he's apparently from New Jersey or that area. Hmm. So I'm in a, uh, ironic, he won in his own hometown and he's going to lose it in somebody else's. I'm going to take Tony Nese. Interesting. I was 
going to pick Buddy Murphy until I just heard Glenn say that. And now I'm going Tony Nese. So Glenn talked you into it. The SmackDown Fatal 4-Way Tag Match. Hold on. Surely surely the Women's Battle Royal will be kickoff Oh, you know what? I don't even think the Women's Battle Royal is on this list I have. That's on the list I have. Oh, I have the list. Oh no! Asuka, here it is. I'm sorry. I just scrolled Carmella, past it. It was at the oh. very, it was at the very bottom of the list. I didn't scroll down far enough. So uh, I don't have to uh, analyze this at all. I'm picking Ruby Riot. I'm right there with you. All right, I got Mandy Rose in this. Boy, that's a terrible pick. No, you guys watch. Because I believe she was supposed to fight Asuka, and they feel bad about not letting that happen. So now they're going to give her the uh, women's battle royal as a uh, consolation prize. All right. Well, let's get to the main card. All right. SmackDown Tag Team Championship Fatal Four Way Usos versus Ricochet and Aleister Black versus The Bar versus Rusev and Shinsuke. Dave, you want to go first? Sure. I think Usos retain. Tommy? Alistair Black and Ricochet, baby. So, I don't think they know what they want to do with Rusev and Nakamura, so I don't think they're getting this. I just kind of lean towards that Alistair Black and Ricochet, if they're more long-term destined to take the singles route. Sure. So I'm going the Usos to retain as well. Interesting. I can't fault your logic, but I also feel like that Usos and Barr have had it so much that they might just want to shake it up to shake it up. And you're right, they're not going to do it with Rusev and Shinsuke, especially since I think Shinsuke may be on his way out anyways. Boy, what a fall from grace he had. He was in the co-main event just, what, two years ago against AJ Styles? Was that last year? That was last year. Good grief. And now he's... The quote-unquote dream match that wasn't that great. Yeah, then they tried to redo three different times to see if it would ever be great, and it was never great. Yeah. Because this next one's going to be tricky for me because I think this one's going to be swervish. But it's Angle-Corbin farewell match, except I think John Cena is going to fight Angle in this match. (laughs) So I'm going to pick John Cena to win the Kurt Angle-Baron Corbin farewell match. (laughs) Uh, Man... That's very, or the main, what pay-per-view was that when the main event was Bret Hart versus Yokozuna, and at the end of the night, Hogan was the champ? Yeah, that, that's pretty much what I'm doing here. I'm just going to take Kurt Angle against whoever it is. I am too. I think. See, I think you guys both made bad picks here. Because you know the the long-held tradition of wrestling is when somebody retires from a long career, especially at WrestleMania, they always lose. That's like the the tradition that's done in the ring. Now, I don't think Angle is going to lose to Corbin because I think the crowd, like something's going to happen because the crowd's going to be really anti this happening because they hate Corbin. And somewhere or another, Cena's going to come out, disrupt it, but then he's also going to beat Angle during the match. That's what I think. I, I don't fault... That I just don't think, and I agree that you know the you always go out on your back is the mantra. But I don't think Angle's going to lose to Corbin. If it was Angle and anyone else, I would see it. So if your theory proves out, I I go with it. But if it 
if Corbin ends up in the match, he's not going to put Corbin over on the way out. Okay. The Miz versus Shane McMahon falls count anywhere. I think we're going to make Glenn go first on this one. Uh, Going with the Miz. I see him on the upswing here over the next uh, several months. I agree. I agree. I, p- I picked the Miz here, and I-, I read something on Twitter that was a joke, but it's like false count anywhere. Shane's going to find something ridiculous to jump off of. He's going to barely miss and get pinned one, two, three. Yep. No, I think that's right. I think it's the formula will be followed. And I also agree. I think the Miz is they're getting him. They've cooled him down a little bit. Now they're going to heat him back up to uh, get back into the title picture at some point, I think. All right. Women's Tag Team Championship. Boston Hug Connection versus Beth Phoenix and Natalia versus Nia Jackson Tamina versus the Iconics. Did you guys watch SmackDown? Yes. Uh, I watched a little bit of it, but I haven't finished it. The, my ever-growing list of people that should never be given a live mic that has Bobby Lashley and a few others on it, the Iconics are now on oh, it. Oh, yes. They're t- <laughs> Terrible. Oh my god. Terrible. terrible. Boy, are you not gonna like my pick. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Because uh I don't think I don't know what I think, honestly. I mean I, I, my first inclination was that uh Banks and Bailey will just retain, but the iconics are not very good on the mic. I think in the ring they're possibly even worse. <laughs> Worse, they're gonna win this. Dave, yeah, this is a weird one because I don't think they'll put it on the Iconics yet. I really don't. I think this is a one-off for Beth Phoenix, so I don't can't really see them putting it on her and Natalia. I don't. I don't think. I think Boston Hug retain. I don't think Tamina and Nia Jax are gonna. Kill anyone, get away with it. <laughs> Interesting. So I'm going to take the Boston Hug connection to retain because I could never go against the two most beautiful women in WWE. Not even top five. <laughs> not even, uh, I'm not even sure top three within the match. <laughs> oh. So next match on my list, U.S. Championship, Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. Now there is a caveat that I saw on Twitter is that I think Mysterio got hurt on Raw uh, when he was in there goofing around with Kurt Angle and may not be available for this match, which I have no idea if they just scrap it all together or if they try to shoehorn somebody in. But here's my bold claim. If they brought back The Undertaker in his prime, I'm still taking Samoa Joe to retain in this match. <laughs> and then furthermore, during the Lesnar-Rollins match, he comes back out and they make it a three-way and he wins both titles in the same night. So, And then challenges Hulk Hogan and pins him <laughs> with his own finisher in the middle of the ring. He leg first, drops Hogan in the middle of the ring to win it. I think the Mysterio in- injury was just storyline because they don't want to have this match at all. Like Vince woke up and it's like, we're putting Samoa Joe on the WrestleMania card. <laughs> what, are, what are we doing? 
You guys, time is going to be on my side here. Smojo is a top three talent in the organization oh right my now. Gosh, that's the worst thing you've ever said. Um, but I'm picking Smojo to retain. <laughs> um, see, I kind of struggled with this one. Uh, and the, the injury was the main reason. I'm going Ray Mysterio. Wow. I don't know. I don't know if I can support you there. Next match, one I'm also very interested in: Intercontinental Championship, Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor as the Demon. So, going back to the last uh, match, um, my other idea, which is not my prediction. But if Mysterio is not able to go, uh, I'm going to predict that Mustafa Ali wins the the, the battle royal, <laughs> and then they announce Mysterio can't go, and Joe's just on the ring like, well, I guess that's it. And then Mustafa Ali's music hits because they have a uh, they've got bad blood going all the way back to the Royal Rumble. That's true. They do. And yeah. if that happens, Mustafa Ali beats him, so Joe loses either way. I like okay, that so, logic. I like so that. back to Lashley and Balor. So I haven't, I didn't see the end of Raw, but why did they reveal that he was going to come out as the demon already? Yeah, that, that's something that they should have waited and done as he's come into the ring as a surprise. So I'm not a favor in favor of that. But he also has never lost as the demon. Can I, oh can yeah, I, go ahead. Can I tell you guys a secret about this match? The Lashley. <laughs> Balor match. I would rather watch Victor and Otis go to a time limit draw, go Broadway for one hour with Bobby Lashley announcing than watch this match. Uh, we've certainly seen it before, but there's no way I'm picking against the demon. I mean, I think that goes back to the point from the last, uh, the last match. If, the Undertaker in his prime, <laughs> Andre the Giant, and not falling Owen Hart walked out there. The Demon would beat all three of them. <laughs> Dave, where are you going to go on this one? Yeah, I, I'm going. I love how you too. disparage all my guys, and then you have to pick them. No. Triple H versus Batista, no holds barred. Triple H putting his career on the line. I unfortunately think I'm going Batista on this one. I think Triple H is ready to hang it up after his pec injury the last time he was in the ring. I think this gives him a chance to go out on his own terms at the biggest stage. It makes too much sense, and I think this is it. Now, that also doesn't mean that in three months when they book another show in Saudi Arabia, he's not wrestling again and none (laughs) of this happened, but I think Batista wins this match. Do you know, is Batista signed or is this a one-off? No, this is a one-off I'm coming in for WrestleMania to get some tickets sold. But I also think that because he's got this amazing record of Triple H never beating him, there's a good storyline there. I think this is how Triple H gets retired. And then I also think he comes back within nine months. See, I kind of, I don't know. I feel like when Triple H retires, he'll, he'll, he'll do the job to make someone else that's going to be there. He's not going to do it for a guy that's not going to be there the next week. Mm-hmm. 
And personally, I've been to two WrestleManias thinking it was going to be Triple H's last because he's my favorite of all time. And if he, this is his last match when we seriously considered going and we didn't, I'm going to be really upset. <laughs> you'll be fine. So, Even if he loses, you'll still be fine. Trust me. So you're, you're picking Triple H. I'm picking Triple H. Glenn? I will also pick HHH. HHH is getting written down. AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Our good friend, the fake Paul Bearer, texted last night and said, does anybody actually care about this match? And I started thinking, you know, he's got a pretty good point. Um, he does. I think it's, I think it's okay. I, along my short list of people that are going to be on the up over the next six months has the Miz on it, and it has Randy Orton on it as I've, well. I've been a big fan of Randy Orton's mic work leading up to this. I thought the I don't know if you guys saw the start of SmackDown with Kevin Owens, but I thought that was good. Orton on the mic in that segment was great, and yeah, I'm kind of in agreement with Glenn here because I've also read that um, they might be trying to kind of cool AJ Styles down because he's been on top so much to you know build him back up for a run. So what better way to do that than to have him lose a really hard-fought, heartbreaking match clean to Randy Orton. So uh, so I think Glenn yeah. and I are on Orton for this one. I, I, I think this will be, like you, like you mentioned, it'll be a pretty, uh, pretty lengthy match, go back and forth. Styles will get slammed onto a table. He's one of the announcer table victims. And he will be finished off by the absolute greatness of the RKO. <laughs> so the one hole that Randy Orton knows. Yeah. Tommy saw their back and forth on SmackDown was Styles telling them he only has one move and yeah, right. Orton making fun of him about, you know, working his way through the independence and then, you know, his quote unquote they were shooting and then Styles had the great line of when I was working my way through the independence, you were in the WWE failing drug tests. <laughs> but I kept waiting for him to pull out the and your one move is called the diamond cutter. It's been done for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> but he never did. So that being said, Dave, who are you taking in this thing? Oh, I'm taking Orton. Oh, really? So nobody's going to back Styles in this. All right, so this next one's going to be hard for Glenn to be unbiased, but we're going to do it anyways. Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre. Leukemia on a pole match. <laughs> and the only thing I've prayed more about other than rain for this weekend is, is wisdom regarding this match. And I want, first, obviously, I want McIntyre to win more than anything they've set him up as a great a great heel a great villain but because i also think another former member of the the shield is going to prevail i think it's going to be a very shield intensive a big send-off i i gotta go with roman here dave i gotta go with roman as well and I wouldn't rule out an assist by Dean Ambrose. Interesting. So my thought on this match, if I was going to actually be placing a bet, would be I think this is the most likely match to have a non-result. I think it okay. ends up being a double DQ. Ambrose gets involved. Shield gets involved. They get counted out. 
I'm going to say for the purposes of this bet, I'm going to take McIntyre because I can also see him winning in some type of fashion that, that I don't, I don't think he's going to clean beat him. I don't think he's going to claymore him in the middle, but I'm going to say McIntyre, but I really think this match is going to end in a non-finish. That's, that's my prediction. Maybe one of the few that does. Yeah. However it ends, it's not, I don't think they're going to ride it out to destroy McIntyre's momentum. Right. Because I, I do think he, during the course of this summer is in a main event pay-per-view for the universal title. Yeah. I think he's the next big monster bad guy to come through once Brock's time is over. I completely agree with you. So yeah, whatever happens in this match, they're both going to come out looking just fine. All right. So big three time, big three time WWE championship, Brian Kofi, I am going to buck what I'm reading a lot, and I'm going to say Daniel Bryan retains the belt. In a great match that has tons of false finishes, gets the crowd all amped up, and then Bryan will either, either you know, s- like heal out a win or, uh, or, or cinch in the yes lock. I second the motion. Daniel Bryan, the king of recycling. Retains the belt. Wins one for Mother Earth. See, I th- deep down I think that would be great. That because I love what they're doing with Daniel Bryant, and I love that he keeps it. But this has shades of if you remember WrestleMania 19, Triple H and Booker T, and they just trashed Booker T all leading up to it. And everyone was sure, like, they have to let him win now. They've, like, insulted his whole career. They have to let him win. And Triple H just beat him clean in the middle. <laughs> and, like, everyone... That's why he's the GOAT. <laughs> everyone, like, is still upset. Like, that's claimed as unforgivable what they did. And I think they're doing that to Kofi. They've just drug him down and drug him down. They have to let him win. So I'm going Kofi. All right. So what's your what's your New Day theory, then? My new day, well, my first new day theory was I thought for sure in the tag team title, like the where Xavier and Biggie had to win it for Kofi, that gauntlet. Yeah. I thought they were going to get down to the end. And I thought Biggie was going to lay down for Daniel and just full heel turn and hose Kofi out of WrestleMania. And then he was going to go heel and just start a big feud. But. Obviously, that didn't happen. I could see them still turning on him at some point during this contest. Maybe they rip off the New Day shirts and they have recycling shirts on underneath. <laughs> <laughs> their their tights are made of 100% hemp. <laughs> no, I could I could see something like that happening. And I, I thought about that recently. That I want the heel Big E to keep some of the same shtick or whatever a little bit, but it's not a, uh, it's not a joyful for the crowd. It is, uh, it is taunting everyone. It is against what, uh, they've normally seen from him. And he goes the, the singles singles route here pretty soon. I think they kind of have to do it because as much as fun as the new day is, they've been doing the same thing for like five years and they've got to do something different. And this is like the perfect time to do it, especially if it breaks everyone's heart in the middle of the match like, you know, either Kofi has it won or is on the upswing and then they, they turn against him. I, I, I think that's that sets up a whole summer's worth of angles for them. I think they got to take it. 
All right. All right. So down Universal the Championship. Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins. Dave, you got to go first on this one. I would love nothing more than F5 in the middle of the ring, one, two, three, but they're going to give it to Rollins, and I hate it because it's obvious. And I don't, I think Rollins is the most overrated person on the entire roster. I thought you were going to say the planet. So that, <laughs> that too. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to go against you on this one. I'm going to take Lesnar. I've read that they've extended his appearance contract a few more months out. And I, I think they're going to milk a little bit more of this run before, uh, before somebody else gets it. So I think, I think Lesnar's going to win. I think it's going to be like the match that we all saw in Phoenix. I think it's going to be exciting. I think there's going to be moments where it looks like Rollins is going to do it. I think in the end, at the end, when it's all said and done, I think Lesnar's going to beat him. So you think he's going to retain, they stretch this out to like the June, July or August pay-per-view and then maybe a guy who's Scottish wears a long leather coat, goes out there and does it for Raw. A a guy who may or may not have had leukemia beats Brock in three months. Yeah. Probably closer Um, to the truth. I I am going to go... I'm going to go with Rollins because I think they're headed towards first at Rollins McIntyre and then ultimately it'll be Roman and Seth going at each other. Of course, it sounds like Brock might be in the mix too, but yeah, I think there's still time to get to all that, but yeah. I think, I think for mania Brock's going to hang on to it yet again. I think everybody always thinks it's, this is the last one and it, it just never yeah. happens. Well, I think it's going to be Rollins. All right. Well, this this brings us to the last match on the card. Boy, think how long it took us to just get through reading them all. Like, imagine how long this show is going to be. It's really like six hours long. It's going to be unbelievable. It's going to be too much wrestling. So this is it. Is this it, is does the, anyone have a contrarian view here? Or are we all fully aligned? No, I actually, I kind of started to feel, and you guys are going to hate this, but I'm kind of starting to feel about Becky the way you guys feel about Rollins, which is, I don't know that she's as over as they think she is. And she's also... Like, the crowd is behind her, but they don't... Like, I even noticed when she came out on Raw, like, half the people weren't even standing up. Like, I think I think what's going to happen here is that Charlotte's going to win this match. I really do. I think that Charlotte's going to win the match and, the, and she's going to generate more heat than anything else that could possibly happen. And then that also keeps the, you know, Becky still trying to get on top storyline intact for a little bit longer. So I'm I'm taking Charlotte here. I think Becky wins. She has both titles and then is appearing on Raw, defending the Raw title, and then is also appearing on SmackDown, defending the SmackDown title. Yeah, I'm going I'm going with Bex. I did see, looking at the card and stuff today, it had, I can't remember what side it was, it was but it had betting odds on there too. And like, uh, Lynch was the overwhelming favorite from a betting standpoint. Rousey was like uh, four to one or something like that. And uh, Charlotte was like 15 to one, I think, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah, I, I just got a feeling about this one. This is definitely not, as I've read the same numbers you did, this is definitely not playing the smart money for sure. Yeah, but I, I mean, we're like very sure that Rousey's going away. For at least for a while. Yeah, I mean, unless unless that whole thing is just a very well-placed ruse to get us thinking that's what's going to happen. But no, I mean, everything I've read says she's taking time off after WrestleMania. So, yeah. so it doesn't make sense. Fl- but but again, you know, this is a big deal because she's never been beat. She's never been pinned. I don't think she would ever submit. I can't imagine they would have her submit to 
especially to essentially her own move. No, nah, that'd right. kill. But that'd kill you know, her. There, there's another school of thought that said that the only reason they put Charlotte in this match is so that Ronda didn't have to get pinned. But I'll I'll go in double down on the tiebreaker that says the match ends with with Ronda being the one that gets pinned. I I think yeah. either Charlotte or Becky will. I don't think they're going to take the easy way out because the easy way out would be to have Becky pin Charlotte because that doesn't hurt Ronda right. down the road. And I think. I think they're going to take the take the more difficult Dude. path, and that Ronda's going to be the one that gets pinned. You know what? Well, I don't know. If, I don't know if the logistics of it would work because the disarmor, like the person has to be on their stomach, don't they? Yeah, I, I was. So. I, I was wondering if we would get a double. Charlotte has her in the figure eight. Becky has her in an arm bar, and then she you know, taps or whatever. And then it's like, okay, well who won? And then it just ends. Then the WWE logo comes Maybe they looking at each other. I thought you were saying that raw title and Charlotte retains her title. Who knows? I thought you were saying Charlotte was going to be laying on her stomach and her, her body was going to be above the top ring rope. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, I feel like it's going to end in some fashion where like Charlotte's done the work but then Becky kind of steals the win at the end. And then it just sets up more Becky Charlotte stuff down the road. And then they can work in Oscar some somewhere down the line too, or maybe Mandy Rose, because obviously she's going to win the battle Royal. I kind of like your idea. Maybe the double, the double submission. That's actually a pretty brilliant idea. If they pull that off, if they, if they, if that actually happens exactly as you laid out, then I, I think you might just win the contest. Like we'll just forget the scoring. If that's exactly how the everything else, but I call that. <laughs> You missed it all, but you call the finish exactly as it happens. I'd be willing to write that off. All right. So, um, so next week, again, we were otherwise intending to limit some of the wrestling content, but obviously next week a big portion is going to be a review of WrestleMania. Yes, I will have the final score results. Uh, we are not going to break down every match or anything like that. We'll we'll figure we'll, out who has to watch Flat Earth, and we'll talk. We'll hit the highlights, yeah, and we'll sure. try to limit our it. wrestling content moving forward. But hey, you had to give us a pass. It's WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, no I think kidding. homework. We need to come back completely independent, pick the best match and the worst match, and then rate the overall pay per view, and see uh, see how in agreement or not we are <laughs> Glenn's already penciling in McIntyre as the best match. He hasn't, <laughs> hasn't even happened yet. Yeah. Cause, and, and the unfortunate thing is my status to watch it in person with point break. Dave is up in the air due to family commitments that I have, which I, I just, you know, there's nothing I can do about it, but, uh, I I'm hopeful that I'd say there's 0% chance I will be at his house when the main card kicks off. Uh, I'm hopeful maybe maybe around 8, 9 o'clock. We get about halfway through this thing, and I, I roll up in the McIntyre t-shirt ready to go. <laughs> My front door just gets claymore and falls over. <laughs> and you just see there's a guy standing in the doorway just breathing heavily, staring staring your wife down. Telling you that you did this to yourself. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it, and I really hope I don't like die camping this weekend and then never get to see it because that'd be really disappointing.